Welcome to Code 3 Families with your hosts, fire spouse and licensed psychologist, Dr. Rochelle Zemlock, and police spouse and licensed psychologist, Dr. Alma Garcia. And we're on. We're both home. All right. Both home. We're home today. Yeah, but I have the door locked. I heard uh, my toddler out there like, where's mommy? Where's mommy? But where is she? <laughs> and I was like locked in the back room. Does he look for you? Like, will he like go and try to figure out where you really are? Well, I heard dad saying like, no, hey buddy, come over here. You know, like do, mm-hmm. she's busy or whatever. She's working. Like he knows I work. Right. So he'll like, she's working, like come over here. But where is she? So I, yeah, but the door is locked because he will just like open it and yeah. come in and be like, mom, mama, what are you doing? You know, he'll, he'll be curious. Yeah. Now mine will go look for me and every, like he'll, he'll put his ear to the door <laughs> to see if like, because, you know, I know because he'll do that to Jade too, put his ear to the door. Like, is he in there? No, he's not in there. Is he in there? And then he'll start screaming like, where are you? Where are oh, you? Oh, like yelling for you. Yeah. It's like, we're not playing hide and seek kid. (laughs) I'm hiding from you, but I don't want you to seek me out. (laughs) Mine would probably start pounding on the door. That would be like, mama, mama. And then I would open it and he would have nothing really to say. He'd be like, what are you doing? (laughs) I just don't want to leave. Yeah. Wants the attention. And you've got, You've got the little one. I've got the little one with me. The babe. How's she yes. doing? How? Wait, you're on your own now. Tell own. me about it. Like with two, you've had both of them by yourself. How's it going? So back at I work. feel like it's been, it's been cheat week for me though. So he's back at work. Yeah. And, and let, let me just, you know this about me, but me and change, it's not good. You right? don't like it's, it? I don't like change. I, and I try to act like I'm okay with change because I'm a psychologist, right? I'm supposed to be like fine with a lot of things. I'm not okay with change. Change is really hard for me. And I think I've learned that hmm. more recently, hmm. meaning like through my grad school experience. But as a kid, I don't, I don't know if I knew it, but I used to get this like feeling in my body like kind of like an anxious feeling yeah yeah um of like oh change is coming um, you remember that I do I remember oh, wow. it but I, I didn't know how to identify it yeah and now it's like it's change change is really really hard for me and so Jay goes back to work he went back to work this week and then I told you this my my mom is selling our childhood home has mm-hmm. sold our childhood home oh, wow. um and so um, that's, that's a big change, right? Like that house yeah, no longer that's exists. Huge. That's huge. Yeah, that, that's a big one. And then, um, oh man, well, there's, there was another big change that, that happened. I can't remember. There was, there was a third thing that happened. I can't even remember it. Maybe I'm just yeah. trying to block it out. But like all these things happening at the same time. And I'm like really trying to hold it together. Like, yeah, this is fine. This is okay. It's like too much change at once. Too much at once. But the thing is about my life that change always happens at the same time. Like I can't just get like one little thing will happen and, you know, maybe it does, but it doesn't affect me as much. So anyways, this week has been about clearing out that house. And so what I've been doing is um, my mom has been around and um, my siblings have been around. So they've been able to help me. Um, with entertaining my three-year-old okay. and, um, or holding 
you know, the baby. And so I'm good. Like I have help. Yeah. And um, so it hasn't been like so hard because there have been people around and there are people who like want to hold them or want to spend time with them. So then it's kind of, you know, that's been nice. Um, But I've been in the car by myself with them. Uh I've had to get them ready by myself. (laughs) Um, The car is good because she loves the car. So she's all about the car. Yeah. So, so we're, we're good in the car. Not a big deal. It's the getting them ready part. That's what's been fun. Getting them ready has been interesting because I have to get up early. Right. And I'm, I'm exhausted because I've been spending like long days Uh, at that house. Like, you know, we will get there like at early, not early morning. We'll get there like mid morning mm -hmm. and I'll get home like at seven o'clock at night right so it's it's long days and so I'm I'm exhausted like not just physically but like emotionally I'm done <laughs> she's smiling at something I can't oh <laughs> I can show you oh, she's... oh hi you're awake I never get to see you awake girl no <laughs> she's like what's that <laughs> she's looking um yeah, so I've I've just been like super done and I have yeah. to wake up the next day. So I try to wake up early and I get you know, I get myself ready. So if I'm ready, I'm good. But most times I'm halfway there. Yeah. When okay. my three year old is like, Good morning. I'm yeah. Like, All right. So I try to entertain him. So yeah, it it takes me and I'm actually I feel like I'm really proud of myself because I think it takes me maybe as long as it takes both Jay and, and me to get them out yeah, of the maybe. house uh-huh. because I think I just have to do things faster. Right. Like yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm on a time crunch. I got to go, right. go, go. Like I have no backup. And so it, it'll take me like an hour, maybe like 45 minutes to get yeah. us out of the house. Yeah. So yeah, like it's been, it's been good. There's a lot. It's been good. It's a, a lot. lot. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause physically, yeah, it's long days. You're up in the middle of the night, obviously. And yeah. then emotionally like, Oh, bless you. <laughs> and then emotionally, you know, that's a lot to process, like getting rid of yep. your childhood home. That's hard. Yep. Cause you, that's, you've only lived there. Right. So we, I lived somewhere else, but um, only for the first like seven years of my life. And then the oh. rest the rest was there yeah okay. so that I mean and the I think the more emotional piece is that when we moved from our first place um it was to like move to our new home and that was like exciting like it was because of a change right so you yeah. let go of something to get something I guess yeah better and this one is because my you know my dad passed away mm-hmm. and so that house no longer mm-hmm. is a place where my mom wants to be and it's too hard for her and so it almost seems like that's the toll right it's like yeah yeah, you know Mm -hmm. it's it's losing my childhood home but it's also like the reminder like nothing will ever happen there anymore Mm -hmm. even if we kept it so it's it's just a lot but so much but we're at the end of it and so I think my reality is going to hit next this coming week Mm -hmm. because there's nothing to do anymore right now mm-hmm. it's like okay now this is life what are you gonna yeah. do all so, day um yeah what are we gonna do all day how do I plan it out um and my mom's gonna come around to help like she's she's around 
So she'll be, she'll be helpful, but she might have things to do too, which I'm going to have to handle on my own. Aren't Um, you like so grateful that we have family nearby? Yeah. I don't know what I would do without them. I know when I hear of like first responder spouses that don't yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Oh goodness. Like, how do you do that? I mean, just an extra layer of, Oh, it's so nice to just be like, Hey, can someone help out? Or can I drop them off or come and just play for an hour or anything mm-hmm. to do, but to not have family nearby. Yeah. And I, th- I think um, what I notice is that a lot of first responders have to rely on like friends, first responder friends. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't do it very much because I have my family around, yeah. but you know, when people are on the yeah. same schedule, it makes it easier. Yeah. To be, and which why it's so, so important to be connected to first responder families in your area, you know, yeah. with a lot of I don't know about for law enforcement, but for fire, because their shifts are like these long stretches and then they're off for long stretches. Like they usually are oftentimes live really far away from where the apartment is like hours. And so it's like hard to connect with families from the department because you don't live. Everyone's kind of like spread out. And then like, um, cal fire for instance that like Mm. their department is across the state and so you have people who are commuting like five hours wow like they live like five hours away from where they work so it's like how do you connect to those families you know you don't like you can't unless it's virtual which now people are doing in in many ways but i don't know if that's the case so it's like it's really important to like how do you find them in your area yeah to connect to and you know with I mean asking around or sometimes there's like these pockets of I was just gonna ask that yeah isn't that funny that that happens Uh I was gonna ask does does fire have that too because law enforcement Mm -hmm. definitely has pockets like oh this is where a lot of the people in the department yeah Yeah. or or live Uh yeah it's like they find each other I don't know if it's like the area that just like draws them all to it. Um, maybe yeah. it's like a little bit more like one affordable, right? And yeah. then outside and kind of away from everything. Sometimes that's mm-hmm. like where pockets live, <laughs> like to get away from it all. Yeah. But yeah, there are these pockets. And I do feel like they sometimes are mixed. Like if it's a pocket, it'll be like a pocket of first responder fans. Like there'll be fire and law enforcement, like kind of in a, in a mix. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you definitely find that as well. Pockets or like we've gone to like camping places with say my brothers and you know, you go there and then you see like flags flying, you know, outside and you're like, yeah. Oh, okay. This is like uh-huh. obviously like a pro first responder area that people hear about. And then they go to, it's like, they want to know that they're welcomed and have others it's like the safety that comes along with it right yeah yeah no that and I think for law enforcement it's also um making sure you find a place that's you know probably affordable because for first responders a lot of them are um you know um have one income right so it has Mm -hmm. to be somewhere affordable Mm -hmm. um and then the other is like safe right like it has Mm -hmm. to be a place where there's safety and and they like to live far from where they yeah. work mostly right yeah I, um and so there's there's commutes involved 
Yeah, I usually hear that it's like for first responders, it's like it's easier to not that it's easy, but it makes it easier to shut off work when you live further away because one, there's an actual commute involved. Like I think it can be hard when a first responder works in their town because there's no commute. It's like you're at work and then you're at home. And Mm -hmm. one, there's no distance for you to process. And then two, when you, we've talked about this before, when you're like hanging out in your hometown, you see everything that reminds you of work. Yeah. It's hard to detach like what's work and what's home. I'm sure in like smaller towns, maybe that's a little bit more common. I don't know. I I I don't know. But yeah, they usually work like further away because it's like, I want to get away from that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, obviously affordable. It's the same thing with fire. I think there's a lot of one income households. And so it needs to be more affordable. Mm -hmm. And especially at our department, like where D works is a very expensive place to live. Yeah. So there's no like young families living in that area, Mm -hmm. you know, so they kind of have to be spread out and all these other like further away places mm-hmm. but it seems like like um in your area you've got a good number of people who work in his department am I right or am I just kind of yeah so uh, we're we're one pocket I do feel like like our town is a pocket of where a group of families live and then it's there are other towns like surrounding us that also have mm-hmm. people yeah So, but we, I don't know, are you guys having this lately where, you know, we're in the Bay area, but since COVID hit, a lot of families are moving further out because like COVID has changed things for people and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's happening for us too. Yeah. It feels like, well, it feels like everybody in general has been like finding ways to move out of, sorry. Yeah, like it feels like everybody's moving out. But yeah, I think first responders are making that leap too. Yeah, I, uh, because they can sometimes with their schedule, depending, yeah. especially, yeah, firefighters, especially because they work, they commute once every six days, at least on our schedule. And then, you know, so it's like, well, if I only have to drive it once, then they can live further yeah. and further away. Yeah, that, see, live- that's convenient. Yeah, people live like four hours away, but it's convenient because they can live wherever they want and work and have the job and they can even make trades to like work another shift so they could be gone even longer. But I just think when it comes to the family, it um, it isolates the family, I think, a little bit further from the community of first responder families that are living the same life. And so sometimes Mm -hmm. I see that as the case, like that they live really far away. They're not coming in for like a department, anything, you know, if there is a department Christmas party, if there is a department picnic, like they they live so far away that that's not going to happen. They're not going to do a station visit and like be connected to the work in that way. Yeah. And I think that's the same thing that kind of happens for like, cal fire in ways when they're so far away like how do you connect with those families so maybe now virtual events yeah the way to to go like connecting people are your is is your department doing anything virtual (laughs) because no (laughs) jay's department's not doing anything and i feel like i don't know maybe this is this is totally off and you can tell me i'm like wrong but it feels like first responder department you know just first responder yeah, I guess work life is um, is more old school. Like people want to do things in person, right? Like it's 
here's the way I want to do it. And I'm not going to like go this virtual route. Okay. Who, who are you talking about when you say people? I don't know. What are you trying to get at? Administration. (laughs) I think, I think it's, it's maybe the people at the top are like, just like an older generation that aren't as open or familiar or, you know, it's like, this is new stuff based on COVID. Like we all had to adapt and adjust in certain ways. And a lot of people I think were completely resistant and then COVID like made them be more open. But there are, I think the younger generation is like way more interested in utilizing this new avenue than other generations. And those might be the decision, (laughs) the decision makers. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I hear that. And then I'm also thinking, but then we got to take paranoia into consideration. Right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because now we got to use a camera to talk about something or, or socialize in some way. I don't know where that's going, right? Yeah. So, like, if my perspective is yeah. if I think about Jay and I think about the way that, you know, law enforcement seems to roll, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know about doing anything where anybody's going to catch me on camera. Yes. Absolutely. I do think that is the case or something could be recorded. Yes. You know, and misinterpreted, not, edited, uh-huh, not trusting yep. that yep. process. I th- I have to be extremely clear about that in therapy. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's lots of benefits for first responders. Like, you know, they, they travel really far, so they don't have to travel in. They could see a specialist anywhere they live in California, but they think it's like FaceTime. Uh, and I have to be like, no, no, no. This is HIPAA compliant. This is a therapy platform. This is not Zoom. This is not, you know, FaceTime. <laughs> this isn't just something I'm doing. But I think there is that big fear. And I wonder how many people are putting off therapy. Maybe mm-hmm. they would go if it was in person. But it's like, like, I'm not doing this virtually. Like, I don't want this. Yeah potentially out there even though we have laws around you know holding us accountable like they that's not good enough yeah I think they've been done dirty too many times right yeah (laughs) yeah and we have to take that into consideration too when we're doing like spouses events because that information and way of approaching things is definitely relayed to the spouses right the paranoia and so we have to like sometimes we're not putting it out on social media because we want to make sure that it's a safe place or yeah. we're, we're not recording because they don't want their information or faces or whatever recording, mm-hmm. even though it would be super helpful to post for others. Like it's not going to happen with a, a first responder, nope. you know, culture. No. So Mm-mm. interesting intricacies in the world of virtual <laughs> We just, we just went in, into the world of virtual right now. I, I know, know how we got there. Paranoia. Yeah. It makes me think like vaccines as well. Have you heard? Oh yeah. The paranoia big, about the vaccines. That, that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, 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 I can't speak personally on that though, just because I feel like, and, and I have to be honest, the, this like COVID thing has kept me far from, from the world of first responders because we're not seeing very many people. That's true. I don't know how other people think. Yeah. I just kind of either hear it mm-hmm. or, you know, I have, 
I have family who's yeah. in the first responder yeah. world. And so I, I hear it that way too. But yeah, I think this whole vaccine thing does bring up paranoia. Like yeah. what's going to happen? Why are they doing this? How come we're first, right? That was <laughs> like a big thing. Like they're testing it on us. Yeah, and but but Jay is, you know, he's he's a different kind of guy. So he's yeah. going to make sure his his people are taken care of and protected and he's not thinking about like why yeah. why why. Yeah. He's just like, "All right, we're good. We're all good. Yeah. All right, we're good." Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. And it's, it's either, I've heard both like, yeah, that could be part of it as like, well, why are we first? Right. But then I've also heard other parts where certain counties were like in the very yeah. beginning, not now, but like avoiding holding avoid, off. Yeah. Holding off on first responders, which then was a whole nother thing. Like, like, and that felt unsupportive to them. So it, mm-hmm. you know, it could be taken either way. I just say like anything that comes up where there is some sort of paranoia involved like some people are questioning it I just think that in law enforcement world it's like twofold like magnified like you just think of that paranoia and them taking it to a whole new level mm-hmm. that's kind of you know I think their job teaches them to question motives yep and, and, so, and no go ahead sorry no that's what I was gonna say so if there's a motive to be questioned they're gonna be taking it on like questioning and you just talked earlier about like how it starts to bleed into the spouses right yeah so oh boy let me tell you a story this isn't happen- this has nothing to do with COVID or but okay. it's definitely paranoia okay. um so you know I'm in the process of cleaning out my parents house um we find a bunch of coins right like we have a coin shortage. And I was like, mom, you're going to get fined because you are the reason for this coin shortage. You have created it for the world, for the United States of America. It might be for the world because some of these coins were like, where did you get these coins from? (laughs) What country? What country did, you know, I don't know. She accumulated coins. So anyways, there's like all these coins. And my cousin is like, why don't we take them? to like a coin star. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Just take care Cash of them. It there, out. Right. Cash it out. So I'm like, all right. I don't know where they have a coin star anymore. Like I haven't lived in the city where my mom and, yeah. and dad lived for a while. And she's, she's still surrounding that area. Right. So she's like, all right, we're going to go here. Well, Jay has made very clear many times that that particular safe way where that coin star is is not a safe safe way there are a lot of things there's not safe way that's right (laughs) (laughs) there are a lot of things that have have happened there and um you need to be careful when you go there right so here i am with my three-year-old because i left my baby at at my my mom's home and so i have my three-year-old Um, I have, I don't have my diaper bag, but I carry around like a little clutch, right? Which is the worst thing that I could be doing right now because you know what? That's snatchable. Yeah. (laughs) You're a big old target. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So tell me why I have like four buckets of, of um, coins, right? In a cart with my three-year-old and my cousins there right so this is this is this feels a little safer he would say 
who do you think she is? Superman that's going to be taking care of you? <laughs> anyway, so we're So like, you have a, your cousin is male or female? Female. Okay. She's a female cousin. Okay. Younger than me, right? Okay, so, so it's the two of you, your three-year-old, and a cart full of coins. A cart full of coins <laughs> and my clutch, right? And your clutch. And my clutch. Um, it's like a wristlet, but a big wristlet. Yeah. Um, this is not a Jay-approved activity. This right is now. not. I don't even know if he knows about this. So if he's listening, <laughs> he's figuring this out he's right like, now. But, oh boy. but he's got me well-trained, right? Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, okay, this is unsafe. Yeah, but I got to do it. I mean, it's, I don't have a choice here. Actually, he probably does know because he he told me, why don't you check the bank? And I was like, ah, the mm. bank's not going to, you know, they're not going to count this for me. So, <laughs> no. yeah. so anyways, that would have been safer. Um, and so anyways, I go and I have all this stuff and I'm at the door. Okay. I'm at the door of Safeway because that's where the coin stars are located. Yeah. Yeah. And I am thinking the entire time, this is really unsafe because my wristlet is closest to the door, right? Mm-hmm. So then I decided, okay, I have to take my wristlet off, put it on the cart around my, my, my wrist where it's supposed to be as I'm putting in money into this machine, right? <laughs> so I have this thing like down my arm and putting money in and holding the thing, you know, the other lever with my left hand, trying to figure out how to maneuver this all while making sure my wristlet's not going to get snatched. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And then I reality check myself. I look around and I'm like, I'm safe. I'm fine. I'm good. Right. But like the paranoia is there. Right. And you're like, okay, am I doing the right thing? Am I, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, not good. Not good totally ladies. get it. Totally get it. The paranoia transfers for sure. And and part of it is because they want it to, right. In a sense, oh, yeah. like they, they want train you. you. Yeah. They train <laughs> you. They want you to challenge the world. They're like, do you know that this is, and this happens or this could happen? Or I heard, you know, so that mm-hmm. you will not fall victim. Right. And I, yeah, even though I am, out of it like I don't hear <laughs> from my my brothers like every day or I don't your training work. came early it okay. came it's it's well embedded and it's funny you saying that like I still have as you're saying that I was like you know I don't even think I realize it but I still have like plans like I'm like constant like if there's a situation that could it's not dangerous right now but it could potentially turn into a dangerous situation (laughs) what's my plan like what's helping me stay safe or what would I how would I escape this what would I exit route yeah what's my exit route like I still have that like and and it's funny because we haven't been in theaters right yeah movie theaters in a long time but I don't like movie theaters that much uh-huh. because there's, and I'm sure <laughs> this is the law. Uh-huh. It's like there is one entrance and one exit. And I mean, there are like exit doors sometimes, I guess, but the ones that they, where it's like, there's one main 
you know, and that's the way kind of like how, or there's like, you're blocked, right? You're kind of blocked by all the seats around you. And I think about that every single time I go into a movie and Dee knows this because I'll be like, based on where we sit. And I feel like I'm like law enforcement. You're the first, yeah, you're you're, you're the law enforcement. And and he's the first responder, but, and he doesn't care. Like, that's not a big deal to him. I'm the like law enforcement family one and I'm like oh like I feel like really I don't and he's like where do you want to sit like you know it's like I'm the (laughs) (laughs) like I need to have like a vision on what's going on Mm -hmm. like a protective Mm -hmm. barrier like (laughs) yeah just in case yeah in case I I I am so understanding of D because (laughs) I live his life I do where do you want to sit? Go to a restaurant. Which which one do you want to take? You know, usually when you go to a restaurant and you go to a nice restaurant, you wait for your spouse to like bring out the chair. It's like, I'll bring out your chair. Which which chair do you want to take? I've got this, right? Like, oh my gosh. Th- this you know is what many, we do. You know how many Christmas presents I've gotten from family members when I was growing up, like in college and such? <laughs> of things that needed to like go into my purse for protection like oh boy oh boy <laughs> so I'm, I'm listening to you looking at my daughter oh yeah and mm-hmm. realizing it's this coming. is gonna be her life like, it's coming sh- mm-hmm. it was terrifying yeah. I think too I mean D got through it we met in college but you know what I had I'm thinking about I don't know if I should be saying this or not being a psychologist. Um, There are a lot of things. There are a lot of things you did that psychologists would not like my brother to take safety wise. Well, my brothers take me to target practice. Yeah. You know, and then I was a pretty good (laughs) shot and proud of that because it was like, encouraged and yeah and so I had a target that I had very good (laughs) shot on that was one of my pieces of wall decor in college oh boy who wants to date (laughs) that girl (laughs) that was very strategic yeah I think that was their intention like you put this on your wall yeah proud moment and now I'm going thinking back going huh interesting like he well, could tell you about that but he I mean he was okay with it I guess oh well, he didn't have a choice right you, you were the girl who had that and he liked you so he was gonna figure it out like, okay, he has a lifetime with you now yeah are you still a good shot I haven't been to target practice in so long so I don't know I lost that skill see I told, I've been out of I'm out of the game now now that I've you know <laughs> buried a firefight it took me into this like other realm of safety consciousness and so now it's like I see I'm not probably as extreme as him but what transfers Mm -hmm. as a fire spouse at least to me is like I can see like the safety precautions like with kids like he's doing something oh boy like okay for instance in the house you're cut you're chopping on a chopping board right and then you like turn around it's like knife on the counter oh boy like make sure you know and I'm sure that's normal for everyone but like there are things that like other people might come to our house or would be at someone else's house like for a party or something like ours probably no not yours (laughs) but but like that something is left 
like that could totally turn into a dangerous moment for a child or for someone. And like, there's even times when I pick up, like, I'll say like, oh boy, this, and Dee's like, I was just thinking that, (laughs) (laughs) like, like, oh boy, I see that. And I'm like, we're, and he's like, and like, he might go do something about it, but it's like, I can kind of, I already think about or see like the potentials of like what could happen. And so you try to get ahead of them. I'm sure he's got a hundred more than I don't see, but that's what it is now. It's like safety stuff. I like, and I'm not in that real. And it's so funny because my mom, I told you, my mom comes to visit with us yeah. and um, she listens to this. So she's going to laugh, but I went to go drive her car uh, to go to the store and come back really quick. And what does she have? Uh, oh no. Yep. Did she inherit it from you? Yeah. It's mine <laughs> from high school. She's got the club. Y'all remember the club? Oh, the club. The bright red crowbar or whatever you want to call it that locks your steering wheel in her Mm -hmm. car. Her car is parked in my driveway, which I feel pretty safe about our neighborhood. Her car is parked in our driveway. And she, like every time she parks, Mm -hmm. she's got the club locked on there. But her neighborhood's pretty safe too, yeah? Uh, depends on who you're asking. That's right. (laughs) That's right. But, but okay. But give it the, give it the the caveat that if you're asking your brothers, no, it's too close. That's close to close to where they were. Yeah. Right. So the answer is no. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's always going to be no, no matter (laughs) how safe it is. It's not, mm -mm. you Mm -hmm. know what though? So I, if I challenge like safe, it's like, it happens everywhere. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It happens everywhere. So anyways, I was cracking. I was like, oh my gosh, this thing still works. Like that was high school for me that I got that club for my car. Right. I don't know if I bought it. I'm pretty sure it was another Christmas gift, Uh Uh, (laughs) but it's still in motion. It was crazy. I had to like, like, Did, did you remember how to do it? Oh yeah. I was like, all right, which key is it? Like you got to like unlock the club. (laughs) It's like, this thing is so crazy. I can't believe we're using this. But then there's another like safety thing there, right? Like if it's an emergency and you're trying to get that club off, that's going to take you a really long time. So now you're, (laughs) time is, is, like you have to drive to the hospital. That's right. Or, or somebody is like at your car and you need to go right? That's, that's not very safe. See, that's the kind, there you go. That's the training I have. <laughs> yeah. you, do you understand? Okay. So this is another one. I don't know if this is a common thing, but I now park in reverse. What? Right. So I reverse into parking spots. Oh, oh and okay. um, that's because you want to get out fast. So, <laughs> so so when I first learned this I was like I don't have a backup camera in my first the car what I what I that I used to drive right yeah when I first met Jay I don't have backup camera on this thing you want me to reverse into every parking spot no you're kidding me right that was that was then now you got kids. I rev- I reverse into my driveway. Why not backup camera, right? So that's even more convenient. 
my our cars i don't know if you've ever noticed this our cars are never in yeah they're not that they're not parked the right way they're always reversed into the to the driveway because that is very important that's your getaway car Gotta have your getaway car. You gotta have your getaway car ready. You got kids in car seats. How fast are you gonna get out of this driveway? (laughs) Doesn't matter. You put them in, you put them in fast. (laughs) But okay, so this is just what happens, right? So annoying to me now because we'll go to Costco and he'll reverse in. And I'm like, how are we gonna get our groceries into the car? Doesn't matter. He'll get it done. He doesn't, he doesn't care. He's like, it's going to happen, right? So you should see the looks that we get sometimes at Costco. Like, really? You guys reversed in? <laughs> Everyone's um, waiting in line. Everybody's waiting in line. And, and we're like, we have the cart in the front. We're like lugging things to the back. We have two kids, right? It's like, oh, dear. Like, this is, this is us. This is what we do. Interesting. So tell your mom. When she yeah. gets to your house, she has reverse. to reverse, reverse. into your driveway <laughs> with the club because that is the right way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have the have the keys on hand too, because you never know. The police officers in our family have also had an effect on her because of course they give her all the stories, tell her that and send her the information. She like gets updates on her town's like what's going on (laughs) yeah so they've trained her well and then you know I try to like distance myself from it a little bit so I don't spend my whole day being worried about what's going on in the world and so then I feel like she tries to send me things like did you hear about this like (laughs) like she's like being their branch of (laughs) she's reeling you in yeah reality check you exactly by your wife (laughs) And just to speak to like, I do think it's like real because when I was working at um, the juvenile hall, I found myself thinking way more about Mm -hmm. how I could be victimized, right? Because I'm, I'm reading about reports, police reports, victim reports, like all day long. And so Mm -hmm. it's heavy on your mind of like, this is what happens. And even though I could see and knew that this was skewed, it was, I couldn't just like push past that. Like I was thinking about it in my home all the time. Like Mm -hmm. what tactics were used potentially to like, say, break into a house. Like I would then take, okay, that's the measure I need to take. Right. If someone knocks on the Uh door like you answer it like you tell them you're home you because because I would hear like the tricks of what youth would use and so as their therapist they would share maybe certain stuff so then I would mental note if I don't want to be victimized in that way, like make sure I'm doing this, this and this when I'm walking in my car when I'm Mm -hmm. so like I get it like I I would think about those things constantly 100% of the time when I was like moving throughout my day, as soon as I got a new job and start, like it slowly started to fade away. Yeah. And, and I might still have like moments of like, Oh, this is an unsafe situation, but I'm not thinking about it a hundred percent of the day, like everything I do. So I get what 
law enforcement or fire is going through when they see that all day at work. Like I get it. Like when you're at home, you can't shut it off because you spend 40 plus hours a week Mm -hmm. seeing and hearing about it. Maybe one day when they're retired and it's a couple years later, like maybe, but it's already been ingrained for 30 years at that point. Yeah. Like I was only there for a couple. I don't think it goes away. So this is so interesting. We have a neighbor who is retired law enforcement, like an older, older man and his wife also law enforcement. Right. And so, um, both the double, of them, the double, the double that's right. <laughs> and they heard somehow that, you know, Jay's law enforcement too. So backstory to that, I don't know how they heard, but during the riots, they came and dropped off so much stuff for us. Like, oh food and like all this stuff. Right. Mm. And, um, left a note saying like, we totally understand how these times go, take care of your family. Mm. And like, you know, like kind of like we get it, but it's still ingrained in him. Like we talk to him and there are times where like, I'm like, yeah, it's still there. Right. The way he sees the neighborhood and looks around, like, he knows, he asked, um, about it. He's like, you know, there usually is a car uh, parked in front of your house. I haven't seen it for a while. It's my mom's car, right? But my mom hasn't really been around. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I was like, yeah, my mom's car, but she's not, you know, she hasn't been around these last couple of weeks. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. You know, because, you know, you start getting to know your neighborhood cars. I don't know Who? what my neighbors, <laughs> that's right. I don't know what they drive, but you can ask Jay. Oh, Jay will tell you, Yeah, this person drives this, this person drives, I'm like, all right, I, I live in the same neighborhood, but I do not know. And my window to my home office goes out to the street. So I should know what people drive, right? Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. But we're not looking for that, but no, that totally makes sense. And I will say like, if you've ever heard, I'm sure you have as a spouse that like, a lot of like retired law enforcement and fire want to move to like the cuts, like yeah, a different state in the middle of nowhere. And then there are like pockets of law enforcement or whatever out there, because I think that that is one way of trying to shut that off. Mm-hmm. Disney is just going like, I'm just going to separate myself from civilization who I don't trust. And, um, be by myself, like, or, you know, with their family. Right. Of course. But it's like, just kind of distance so that I don't have to think about all of it all the time. I can just like be in my bubble. Be in my bubble. Yeah. It's it's about the bubble. Yeah. And those pockets, we were talking about those in the beginning, like that's a protection. Like I'm not the only one carrying it here. Yeah. One, I trust these people. And when I'm not home, they are, and they're looking and it's like, you just, you don't have to have a plan. You just know that they're all paying attention closely to yes. like what's going on. Do you know how many times Jay has said that? It's like, no. oh, when you have like another, for you know, you have another police officer who lives in the neighborhood. That's really good because now there are two of us. Now we're all mm-hmm. same thing you just said, right? Like, and, and then as a spouse, it creates a sense of like, you're right. Right. Like somehow they brainwash you to believe that. Yes. I now you're, you're more safe because yeah, here it is. Right. They're, they're looking after you. 
Yeah, the brainwash is real. I it just happens. <laughs> the brainwash. It is. It's so real. Like I used to fight it. I told you this before. I used to fight yeah. it. And now I'm like kind of I fall into it all the time. I know. Well, it's 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 our realities, right? And whatever is close to home for us. Like we hear about over and over again and we're exposed to in different ways. Yeah, it becomes our life. Like it's funny because we're so used to like in, in fire home, it's like, we're so used to like the safety thing going on, like between mm-hmm. us that like, we don't think twice about it. But then when we're around like other family and then it like, <laughs> it comes up, it's like, m- like other people aren't thinking about those things, no. you know? And one, it might either be that they're aware that we're thinking about that. And they're like, oh my gosh, here's D taking it to a new level. <laughs> you know, it might like comment on that. Or they're just doing things in a way that we're both like, ooh, like <laughs> that's not, you know, how we do it. Or that's not safe or that's, let's do yes. it this way, you know? So it's like, you don't realize it when you're in your own bubble. Like you're talking about like in your own home. Yeah, that's just yeah. how we talk about things. We plan things. We park backwards, like not a big deal. And mm-hmm. then you, you like discuss it. Not and you go, backwards. It's the right way. <laughs> <laughs> perfect perfect example (laughs) i'm stopping in your track so you remember yeah it's it's the hmm, the right way not the average way because if you look at everyone else's driveways that's not how they're parked that way (laughs) that's not how they're parked maybe that's how you identify um the law the two law enforcement in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. (laughs) their cars are parked reverse yes Yes. Oh my God. Uh, but you know, I, I always think when you and D come over to our house or when we hang out, you must see all the things no. that we, we just like <laughs> safety first. I don't know. Jay's a little safety first. Right. But not, not that much. So there are things that we probably uh, no. do for, okay. A good example. I, I know that Jay is into like you know, dirt bikes and all this stuff. And so we reached yeah. out, remember? And I was like, oh, yes. our little guy's like into like riding his bike and dirt mounds. Or like he's super into this. And so we're like BMX biking. And then we're like, reach out, like sent you a picture. And you're like, oh yeah, he's got to show him his dirt bike. And, uh, and as soon as I told D that, I was like, oh yeah, Jay's in the dirt bike. Well, he should give him. He's like, nope, no. hard no. He was like very serious, like, that is a hard no. I was like, why? He's like, motors? No, it's not happening. <laughs> I was like, so your family, Jay would probably be super stoked if your little guy wants to do dirt bike riding. Our family, that is a hard no. No exposure. Okay. Okay. I'm very much not. I don't think I'm very safety first, right? <laughs> our our three-year-old is into scooters. Like his scooter is yeah. his life right now, right? And he takes the scooter everywhere. So during this week. Does um, he wear his helmet? Oh, there I go. I'm going with it. I'm (laughs) going there, right? So during this week, we were just going around the neighborhood. My thought, we're going around the neighborhood. We're fine, right? What's the worst that could happen? (laughs) You know how many times Jay has told me, put his helmet on him, even if you're just around the neighborhood, right? Do you think I do it? No, because when I used to ride my bike around my neighborhood, do you think I wore a helmet? No, right? I was, my parents were not going to put a helmet on me and I did not want a helmet. And so he's like, put a helmet on him, put a helmet on him. 
Well, I'm in the rush of things and I'm not like trying to not do it. Right. I just forget, like it's not top of my priority list. So he's in his scooter. We're around the neighborhood and he face plants. Oh no, no helmet. And now he you're has like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now, no gonna, now your dad's going to know. The best part, though, is, is that it didn't even occur to me that had he worn a helmet, this wouldn't have happened, right? <laughs> I was like, like, oh boy, face planted. <laughs> I did. I was like, oh, you're fine, though. You're good, right? You can, you can see. My thing is like, are you going to get a concussion, right? That's what my worry is. But not worried enough to put a helmet on him. And I'm like, can you Just see? Worried it? about it. Just don't yes. want it to happen. <laughs> Just not enough to put a helmet on. That's exactly it. And I'm like, can you see my three fingers? How many fingers do I have? He's fine, right? I'm like, okay, brush it off. We're good. Jay gets home and Jay's like, so the helmet. And luck- luckily, right? Like, on, in my defense, he had the helmet in his truck and oh. he had taken his truck to work. So he couldn't say anything. He's like, oh, the helmet was in my truck, huh? Yep, the helmet was in my truck. (laughs) I didn't even think about the damn helmet. But Mm. yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm not safety first. So D would probably have a big problem with me. Yeah, Huge problem. Yeah. So our helmet for scooters, balance bikes, needs to go on in the backyard. Mm. Before he even... I mean, no, no, no. Like if he's playing our backyard, we have like a slab of cement. It's not even the whole backyard. It's like a circle, (laughs) like a 12 foot circle that he can do. If he wants to do a bike or a scooter, he needs to put his helmet on. Mm. And sometimes that it's probably the only place where I'm like, "Uh," like, you know, he gets on his scooter and it's like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. But if we're, yeah, anywhere outside of the home in the front yard or somewhere else, it's like helmet. And sometimes our son will be like, no, I don't want to have, it's like, okay, you don't have to ride your scooter. It's fine. But you, you know, if you want to ride it, you got to. <laughs> and there would be, there would be, yeah, it would be. And if the, if the helmet got taken to work, then there's no scooter time. Like, yeah, there's. It's just like, sorry, we don't, you can play in the backyard or we can go to the park, but you can't, you know. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have, we'd have, we'd have issues because I'd forget. It's not on purpose. I just forget. Yeah. So he goes on scooter rides without his helmet, but now I think I'll remember, right? I see that big uh, uh, scratch on his face. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, we did. So we had like the regular helmet and then he started getting into the, like riding these big hills and which mm. is awesome. It's fun. But he's got this tiny little balance bike riding down these big hills and they were like massive, like not like super steep, but like at a big angle. And so there was this one, like we were in the process of like, oh, I should probably get him whenever we dirt bikes, they have like the full face helmet, you know? Yeah. And I thought it was more just kind of like, you know, fun, like, okay, full face. Yeah. For It's for bigger kids for him. It's like, okay, does he really need that? Well, I took him by himself one day and he's going down this massive hill and there's tons of rocks and he's going really fast and his, you know, his feet are up because his balance bike and he hits a rock, oh, like no. a bigger rock. And I see him and I can't catch him. It's too big. It's just like a cross your fingers. And he's like, and, he start, and then he, he falls. He's usually, you know, pretty tough and it doesn't like 
bother him too much but he did skid his like chin on the gravel on like the rocks and and he was crying for that and i was like oh gosh and immediately i was like that's why they have a face helmet got it like and (laughs) like because it's like if he had that full face helmet on it wouldn't have skid his chin he would have just hit the helmet and it just occurred to me that's why they do it. Got it. And so we bought one. So now he's got the full face helmet for when we're on dirt and gravel. Oh boy. That's how you learn, I guess, with the first one. One time his parents were cleaning out their house and in their garage, they found rollerblades. And this was probably, this was pre-kids for us. And I was like, oh my gosh, rollerblades. Like I used to rollerblade. This is what I got to try these on. Like I need to try to rollerblade <laughs> right now in their court, right? I just want to go in a circle and like rollerblade. And D makes me wear a helmet. And I was like, wait, are you kidding? Like in Mitchell, I was like, I'm just going to like go right here. It was like <laughs> a child and a parent. And, and he, I just had this face, like, like my three-year-old, like, do I have to like, please, like, I'm just going to go right here. Like, what's the worst that can happen? I'm just going to go in a circle. I'll go slow. Like really trying to like bargain Mm -hmm. with him. And he was just like, you need to put a helmet on. Like that that was the law enforcement in you. It's fine. It's fine. And it was not okay. And so I still really wanted to try and do the rollerblades. (laughs) I'm like in this court, like rollerblading by myself with a helmet on, but it had to happen. And so we, we still talk about that story today. <laughs> and Maybe years new. later, years later, now you yeah. have your kid in a full helmet. Yes. Full face helmet. <laughs> full face helmet. <laughs> so yeah, it got yeah. to you. Long You're... sleeves, long sleeves and sweats in case he grubs, right? It doesn't yep. scratch an elbow. You drank the juice. <sighs> drank the juice. <laughs> how do you how do you figure out if you have a fire um kid you just look for the helmet that's what you look for (laughs) helmet elbow pads knee pads which one has the biggest helmet (laughs) that's the fire kid right there (laughs) totally oh man yep yeah Mm -hmm. so that's what it is do you have like smoke detectors in yeah, we home? have smoked it. Yeah, we do. Okay. Because <laughs> they're working. They are working. Okay. Because I feel like that is an interesting piece between our families differ. Like I swear you could walk into like my law enforcement fans and they're all like taken off because they were beeping or something. Yeah, like they're annoying. They're just like frustrated at it. Like I'm just saying, and, like D will like be very upset with that. Like, why don't they have? <laughs> like ours are always on where like he took one down the other day because the battery and he forgot to put it up. He was like I, oh my gosh, I got to go to the store. Like, I, need to get <laughs> I was like, okay. So, uh, yeah, they, they, they differ in their, their paranoia, but there's paranoia. Yeah. And it, it spreads to us. I think that was the, it, it definitely, it's no mystery that spouses of law enforcement, fire and military have higher rates of anxiety. Yep. You know, wonder why, why, wonder why. Yeah. I think the outside world would say, oh, well, they're probably anxious because their spouse is like doing this really dangerous job. And it's like, maybe that's a portion of it, but I think this is bigger that we're just like, we are exposed to the stories and like how nervous they are around things that they see because we're living in their bubble too and have to Mm -hmm. follow their rules and think about all those things Yep, as well. There we are. We're paranoid too. 
paranoid too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. All right. Till next see. time. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Code 3 Families. We hope you enjoyed the show. Our goal is always to provide you with accurate information based on what we know from our lives and our professional experience, but please remember this is not a replacement for therapy. If you need a therapist, please go find one. If you happen to be a resident of California and you're looking for a therapist, you can reach out to me, Rochelle Zemlock, at firstrespondersfamilypsychology.com. Thanks. Stay safe.